Hi, and welcome to Just a GP. You've got our next COVID-19 special. We've teamed up with the Good GP podcast to create a series of podcasts that are short, relevant and important. The disclaimer at the front is this is taped at the 27th of March at 5.30pm and this is a rapidly evolving space. Things change quickly. Please disregard any information that has been since updated. So today I'm joined by Charlotte and Ash, our usual trio, and we're here to do our next update on wellbeing and wellness. And we're going to start the whole session as per usual with our highlight of the week. So who wants to take us away with their highlight? I'll go. And it kind of links to a highlight that Charlotte brought up in a previous episode. And that's that after the bushfires and the rain, the butterflies locally have just been off the charts. They are everywhere. I drive to work and I have about 10 butterflies that are going across the front of the car and walking in the morning, they're just flying around everywhere. And there's so many different colours and it's just so pretty to see. That's really interesting. My mum's got masses of butterflies in her garden and she was saying she hasn't ever had so many butterflies. My, my highlight is just being able to spend some time with my dogs, which is a bit similar to what Beck has done in a previous highlight as well. It's just they are so loving having me around more and I just have this, it's that wonderful unconditional love. They just, it's lovely, definitely a daily highlight to spend time with the dogs. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And actually, I might put a resource up now, is that a lot of the local pounds are actually looking for temporary foster homes. And with people spending a lot of time at home now, it actually might be an opportunity to see if your house might be an appropriate place to foster an animal. And if you are, then I'm sure RSPCA or your local pound would love for you to get into contact with them to temporarily have a look after a dog but my highlight of the week is actually going to be our local school and our teachers at it because they have been absolute legends they've been working so hard all of this week with the dwindling numbers of children at school to try to be teaching both in home and at school to the point today where they actually all dressed up as stormtroopers so they actually must have thought they were going to war on their what will be their last <laughs> life day face to face and they've all come in dressed up in essentially mufti and they've just been fantastic. So we were hoping to get Ash to, in particular, but everyone to talk to us about some of the stuff that we covered in our wellness weekend about a month ago. It seems like it was a really long time ago now, but it was less than a month ago. In particular, because we think this is something that would resonate with the wider GP population at the moment in terms of things that we can do to wind down a bit at the end of the day or throughout the day if we've got a bit more stress than usual or a little bit of stress and I was hoping Ash would be able to talk a little bit to that point. Thanks Beck. One of the workshops that we ran at the wellness weekend two weeks ago right on the cusp of when it was all blowing up um, was what I would call mindful consulting or bringing mindful moments into the consults and it's one of my new favorite things to focus on lately is that when we're so busy and we've got so much stuff happening and our day is just full of everything and there's no space at all 
how do you find time to actually put time aside for yourself? And I like to call it creating space where there isn't any. And so like in the previous episode, I said that I had been doing a lot of multitasking up until that point, trying to kind of get all of this stuff out of my brain and and trying to figure out what was going on and and assist in in the response. Since that episode, I've been really mindful of trying not to multitask or do two things at once so that I can focus on one thing. But the mindful moments are slightly different. It's that once you're focusing on a task, if you're in between tasks or you're doing something at the time, to really just focus on the sensory experience of what it is that you're doing. And let's say, for example, that's not in front of a computer at a webinar or seeing patients or telehealthing patients, but it might be the time that you are in the shower or the time that you are eating breakfast or the time that you are having a cup of coffee or the time that you are having a cup of tea is to really focus on the sensory experience of of what is around that. So I've found that when I'm in a really stressful situation, I tend to uh, walk really fast and feel like I need to go for a run and I eat quickly and I eat while I do things or I shower really quickly. And I've actually found that if I spend the time to really enjoy my breakfast or really enjoy my cup of tea or really just slow down and look after myself in the way that I would want someone else to look after me. Like, let's say if I'm washing my hair, when when you go to the hairdresser, the hairdresser washes your hair very nicely. You know, it's kind of slow and massage-like and you feel like you want to fall asleep in the chair. And so I tend to think about, well, how can I do that for myself? You know, when we talk about self-care, how is the way that you you know, touch yourself in the shower in terms of washing your hair or washing your body and how can that be a more relaxing experience for you rather than something that becomes more agitating because of the way that you're doing it. And I've also found that the way that I walk to different places, so the way that I walk from around my house in the morning or the way that I get from my car into the clinic or the way that I might get out of my chair to go to a patient and back down or go to give some paperwork to my staff and then back to my room can really affect how my experience of agitation is. So if I really take the time to focus on how my body is moving and how my body is feeling and not necessarily changing that at all, but it, it just the awareness of, of recognising what's happening tends to change it a little bit. And then so sometimes I'll just focus on trying to walk a little bit more joyfully or a little bit more happily or a little bit more relaxed and just notice how that affects my body. And I've actually found that I then don't need to do a whole lot of half an hour or hour practices if you do that throughout the day even if it's just 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes at a time that tends to build up and it's it's almost that um, meditation in motion type approach to the way that you can incorporate those things over time and in the workshop that we had at the well-being weekend we did some of those activities one thing that really hit home to me when you were talking about multitasking was your demonstration about the alphabet and the numbers and how multitasking doesn't work. Can you talk the listeners through that example? 
Yeah, so I call this the brain on multitasking and I will have to give credit to where I learned it from. When Smiling Mind, the app was first launched, I was at some sort of meeting or lecture where the guy who was involved in making that was and so I don't know what his name is but he was the person who kind of demonstrated this to the group that I then use quite a lot with my patients and other people. So if we do the exercise now, What you need to imagine in your brain is as fast as you can say the alphabet from A to Z and just notice how quickly it is. Go. Done. And now the numbers from 0 to 30 as quickly as you can. Go. Done. Excellent. And now what I want you to do is switch between the two. So go A, 1, B, 2, C, 3, D, 4, E, 5, etc. And I'm just going to stop it there because this is usually the time that people realise how slow and frustrating it is. And so the general premise is that when you're needing to change your attention from one focus to the other, there's actually time lost. So there's seconds lost in that process. Can I say for me it was more than seconds? Yeah. <laughs> and and so every time you're needing to redirect your attention back to something else, it actually, the, the brain kind of gets overwhelmed. And for me, I imagine it's like this massive balloon. And as GPs, we're often multitasking a lot. We, we can't necessarily get away too much from multitasking because we, we have to listen to what the patient is telling us. We have to think about a different diagnosis. We have to think about, you know, how we're going to make the diagnosis. But then we also have got to think about all the things that we need to do for that person in terms of preventative care. And then we have to manage the computer software and the paperwork that we have to do. And so it can be really hard in general practice to not multitask. And so sometimes just being aware that you are multitasking and trying to limit the amount of times that you do multitask in a day can be really useful. And so having blocks of time that you do certain things, so having blocks of time to check your results or blocks of time to check your email or blocks of time to check your social media or COVID updates and trying not to check them in between things because then you're not switching in between different focuses of attention. I mean, that's such sensible advice. But what I've noticed is that when you're anxious about something, it's that much harder to do it, isn't it? So even though the solution is sounds so sensible, that your brain just gets this sort of scattergun, chook, 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 and it then makes it so that it's even more fragmented. Yeah, and I think that that's where the awareness comes in. Like I said on the previous episode, I went a whole two weeks before I realised what I was doing. I went, oh, my God, <laughs> what? I had just gone into my anxious and need to kind of sort this out process. And then I, when I realised how uptight I was, I really had to go and back to basics and 
I was ignoring, I have actually set on my phone social media limits. So I've only got 10 minutes a day that I can go on social media and I had been ignoring those. I've just been clicking ignore for today and going on social media. And I had been doing a lot of multitasking because there was so much going on that I didn't have the ability to be able to structure my day in a certain way. And so then I kind of needed to sit down and spend some time thinking about, well, given that there's so much stuff going on and my workload was fairly full regardless and now I've got a pandemic on top of that, how am I going to manage what I need to do for the pandemic but also all of this other stuff? And so I realised that once I was in that sphere, then I actually had to sit down and almost schedule in my mind what I was going to do and the time allocation that I was going to give different. Can I actually say I've done that this week within consults as well? So we've actually transitioned to almost 100% teleconferencing. And initially at the beginning of the week, I was trying to do everything at once. So I was trying to talk to the patient, take my notes, email the patient, send off faxes, and I was absolutely rubbish at it. What I've actually moved to over the last few days is just doing my normal consult, but via the video link or via the telephone. And then while the patient's still on the line, doing all of the paperwork and doing the email or the faxes, because then they can check their email. I know it's gone to them. I know they've received it. I know that no one else has got it and that they've actually, I don't have to chase it up later in the day to make sure they've got it. And it's just so much easier than that way. Everything's done when I hang up with them, but I'm also not trying to do it all at the same time. And it's just been an absolute blessing giving myself permission to not do it all at the one time. It's been a really nice reminder. And probably that's the other thing too, Charlotte, is, you know, I think anxiety, you get this either fight, flight or freeze and, I personally have recognized I'm probably more of a, a fighter. And so that in my brain then goes into feeling like I need to do all of this stuff in order to kind of fix things. And so the awareness that I do that, then I can give myself permission to not have to fight if I know that that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's knowing what your body is doing. And I mean, I'm probably similar. It's the my response is rather than sitting there being anxious, think about what the solutions are and go and do something. But if you've got too much of the do something, then it can be overwhelming too. Yes. And sometimes you don't have the capacity to do that. And so that's where I really like the finding the space where there isn't any. And so the multitasking is something that you can do when you can look at when you've got a bit of space to be able to sit down and think about it but when you don't have any time sometimes the, I've found the mindful moments more powerful anyway in that even just when I'm having a shower you know noticing the temperature of the water or how the the smell of the body wash that I use smells like and even the taste of the water and the sound of the water you can really get all of the senses involved in that sort of thing that you're doing every day that you you tend not to skip, particularly when you're coming home and having a shower after being in clinic during the pandemic. Okay, so I'm going to wrap us up. And Ash, do you want your tip of the week to be taken as Smiling Minds or did you have another one for us? Yeah, I'm going to have my tip of the week being Smiling Minds and you don't have to enter in all your details to get one of my favourite ones which is called a body scan you can just that's the sample one and it's a really good one to do before going off to sleep at night time cool good tip and you charlotte 
my tip for the week is a wonderful website with some great tips for us called Red Whale. And Red Whale is a British UK lifelong learning for primary care website. It's free. And they've got some fantastic pearls that they've shared with people. And one of them this week is for an emotional and psychological survival guide for COVID-19 for GPs. And also they recommend watching or listening to the podcast, You Are Not a Frog, which has also got a particularly good reminder about how to look after yourself at these times. So Red Whale and You Are Not a Frog. Excellent. And I gave my resource earlier as contacting your pound to see if you could mind or babysit a dog during this at-home time in your pandemic, while I secretly hope that a whole bunch of GPs find their forever furry pet. I think that's something that we haven't mentioned about connection. You know, if you're needing to be at home in quarantine or isolation and you're alone, or having that connection with a a pet if you don't have anyone else around can be really helpful absolutely have a lovely weekend girls thanks